What's up, man? What's going on? How we doing? I'm doing doing pretty good. When uh, when do you go back to Bloomington? Uh, couple weeks here. All right, not bad, not bad. Let's start at the thirty second mark. All right, man. It's a pretty good weekend of football, I gotta say. Yeah, it was. What's good? Very good. I also want to talk about uh, Urban Meyer a little bit too. A little bit All some right. of those. So. Sounds good. And welcome to the Tommy Divine Podcast here. It is January 27th. It is a Wednesday early here. And of course, as always, to talk about the National Football League, it is my friend. He's currently still at Evansville. It's the Coost. Aiden Coost back with us as always here on the Tommy Divine Podcast. Aiden, how are you doing? How are you feeling? We finally have a Super Bowl matchup. What do you think? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, you know, not the one I think I predicted on the last week's pod. Um, in fact, I may have gotten both wrong. I don't know if I actually fully committed to picking the Bills. But uh, nonetheless, good good matchup. Uh, I'm excited for it. I thought, yeah, like you said, it was a good good weekend of football and uh, one of the last ones, unfortunately. Yeah, so – Going in, I want to talk a little bit because we didn't get to it last week and it completely slipped my mind before we talk about the title games and Super Bowl. Uh, I want to talk quickly about, uh, first of all, Matthew Stafford retiring and then, or not retiring, excuse me, becoming a free agent, being let out uh, of Detroit. And I also want to talk about a little bit because we didn't talk about last week, Urban Meyer now being the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's, Let's hit on the Stafford thing first. So, Stafford is out in Detroit. He's not coming back. Where do you think, point blank, where do you think he ends up next season, 2021? You know, it's not a hot take, but I I, I do think he ends up in Indianapolis. Uh, I think logically that makes a lot of sense from a, a standpoint of, this guy is kind of ready to win now. This Colts roster is ready to win now. They can absorb that relatively cheap contract, which I think is $43 million over the next two years. It gives them some time to see, you know, maybe, maybe to get a better look at Eason or then to, to kind of accumulate assets for when they need to draft their next quarterback. It, it, they could draft a quarterback in next year's draft and then have him sit behind Stafford for a year. Whatever the case may be, I think it makes the most sense um, because, you know, with, with Watson, it's like, okay, he's been connected to Miami. And I think Stafford could fit in Miami as well. Uh, but this is a Midwest guy. He's been in Detroit his whole career. Indy has obviously a huge hole at quarterback. And I think they'd be willing to spend, if I know Chris Ballard, I think he'd be willing to spend to, to get it done. And, and with the, this – very solid defense and, and, you know, a pretty complete team around him. I think it makes a lot of sense for him to, at the very least, make the playoffs um, and potentially go further, something he hasn't done a lot of in his career, which is winning. Yeah, I think – and Rich Eisen was talking about it a little bit. I watched him here a couple of days ago. And, and that this team is really built for him. I think with the offensive line, he's going to have a lot of protection – He's not going to be vulnerable to getting hurt as much. And we have some really good upcoming receivers and a lot of good uh, talent running the football. So we have that core group for him to really succeed and blossom in this offense. And 
I really hope that he does come to Indianapolis because we'd love to have him. Uh, like you said, he's been in the Midwest his whole career, you know, being able to come from Detroit to Indianapolis and, and come to a winning franchise uh, that, that makes the playoffs on a consistent number of years. So, you know, it, it will be nice if we can get him. Uh, he's definitely on my radar for, for coming to the Colts. And uh, I hope we do get him. And uh, I think that right now is, is the best fit uh, for him. So. Yeah, yeah, I've seen uh, San Francisco mentioned. I think they're kind of the wild card, right? I mean, they hold that number, what, 12 pick. That's kind of some ammunition for them. Um, you know, this was a Super Bowl team that was really uh, dropped Emmanuel Sanders' pass away from probably winning it all last year. And so yeah. are they going to bail on Jimmy G? They're interesting. I don't know what I would do if I was in that position. I'm obviously not a huge garoppolo fan but they did just give him a contract so which way do they go they're going to be one to watch with the stafford with the watson with maybe drafting a quarterback they're going to be a team to keep an eye on i think uh in the offseason yeah i uh i mean because really i didn't think they were really a team in need for a quarterback but i guess if they're thinking about moving on from garoppolo are they are they more worried about his style of play and how he's been playing or yeah, I think it's really just a performance thing, right? Performance I mean, or, or injury. I don't know I yeah. mean, if it's injury as well. If that's into that, it's kind of like a compounded thing. Right. Um, but, you know, that is interesting because, you know, Garoppolo, where could he go? What about going back to New England? Is that a thing right. that, you know, right. could that happen? Who it's knows? all speculation. Yeah. And uh, speaking of uh, a lot of speculation, a lot of speculation that Urban Meyer – uh, was going to become a head coach again. And by God, he is a coach in Jacksonville now. And I really thought he stepped away from Ohio State, really with everything uh, cut off, loose ends tied. It really looked like he was going to be done with coaching. And then he pulls a Bill Parcells and says, yeah, you know what? I'll come back and coach. Yeah. You show, know, show goes on. Coach. Show goes on. And, you know, it makes me wonder now if Jacksonville is going to to try to get Justin Fields at number one. It really makes you think that. It doesn't make, if I'm a Jacksonville It doesn't fan. make me think that. It makes me think they need to continue on the Trevor Lawrence track because that's how good that guy is. Well, but Urban recruited Fields, right? I know, so, I know. So he would kind of have an insight of maybe – how Fields uh, would play in the league, his assets, his style. Um, and that makes me kind of think that maybe Fields will go to Jacksonville. Now, obviously, is that the wrong decision? Yes, I think that's the wrong decision. Right, They should go with Trevor Lawrence. But if you're looking inside Urban Meyer's mind, I bet you he's thinking, let's try to go get Fields and, you know, let's let, let's let the Jets ruin Trevor Lawrence. I mean, we, I mean, I don't know. I really, and especially after that uh, playoff game that Trevor Lawrence had, he did not look great against Ohio State. Um, and really, you kind of got to wonder maybe. And, and you know, if you think that obviously Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one, that, that obviously is what should happen. But I, I think you got to think now that Urban's the coach there in Jacksonville, maybe there's a little bit more of a chance Jacksonville goes for fields at one. Right. Maybe a little bit. So I'm sure Jets fans uh, are hoping for that. Um, oh, yeah. Could you imagine if uh, it was everyone clowned on the Jets and then they get the last laugh because Urban wants his old, oh, yeah. his old guy? 
Yeah, I, it's it's funny. And, and really, you know, to have him back in coaching, especially for the Jacksonville Jaguars, is going to be weird. It's going to be weird. And I, I don't think he's ever coached a pro team, has he? I don't believe he's ever coached in the NFL. No, no, no. He's coached what? Utah. He's coached Utah, Florida, yeah. Ohio State. So, you know, um, and there's probably been other places and whatever. But the main three stops, Utah, Florida, and uh Ohio State, and, and you wonder how he's going to do. And wh- what do you think that first season is going to be like? I, I think they will still be pretty bad. Right, right. If I were to say. Yeah, I, I don't – well, I, I mean, look, they're, they're armed with the number one pick. They're armed with some extra picks because of the like, Jalen Ramsey trade. I think they do have the Rams pick. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Um, and then they have a, a ton of cap space. So, so look, they're going to be active. I, I think they're going to be um, an interesting team to watch just because they're not good. Obviously, they're very bad, but they have a lot of assets and resources on their hands. And that's probably why the job was attractive to Urban, uh, getting the number one pick, having that kind of cap space. Um, to kind of start from scratch. And I like a few young players that they have. So I, I think Jacksonville will be um, an interesting team to watch. And, and if they do end up taking Trevor, I think maybe next year they'll be kind of scrappy. And then the year after that, I mean, I, I think they'll be pretty good. I, I don't I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what how Urban will do, but I just know that this team has a ton of picks, has a ton of cap space. And, and if they get Trevor Lawrence, then they've got the biggest – you know, kind of question mark solved and at the quarterback position. But if they go fields, I'd be a little more skeptical because I'm not a huge fields fan. Okay. Well, I wanted to mention that because, you know, we'd forgotten that last week and I wanted to see what you, you thought about that. Um, right. But I, I think mainly overall, it's a good hire. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, he's a good coach and, and we'll see what happens, you know, We'll be like Nick Saban where, you know, he goes to the pros. It doesn't really work out coming right. back to college. Right. Um, but, you know, I think for more or less, I think this is probably Urban's last stop coaching, I would think. I would hope. <laughs> I mean, You know, I mean, I, it just seems like his last hurrah. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, speaking of a guy who we thought maybe his last hurrah and you, you keep pro- prolonging it, is Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Gronkineers uh, as they enter Lambeau Field. Let, let's talk about these games. We got the AFC, NFC Championship on Sunday. Uh, NFC was first. Then we had the AFC at night. Tampa Bay at Green Bay. I thought it was going to be snowy. It kind of was, but it wasn't. And Tampa Bay wins the ball game. And I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. it was. Couldn't uh... believe it. It was a great game. Um, as much as I did think that the Packers would take it handily, um, look, I, I think it boils down to that Tampa Bay defense. They came to play. Um, Pierre Paul and Barrett were causing havoc. They obviously allowed Rodgers to rack up a, a great stat line, but they never allowed him to really make a huge impact in my mind, and, and they got the stops when they needed to. Obviously, they were – you know, aided by Lafleur's choice there to kick the field goal, and we can talk about that. But you know, you, you remember the few possessions before in that fourth quarter, Rodgers got the ball back several times after Brady interceptions. The one where Brady just yeah. kind of threw it up for grabs, and uh, as he was getting hit, and then they get the ball 
They got to go 80 yards. I'm thinking in my head, okay, Rodgers is about to drive him down the field. He doesn't. They get another pick. Rodgers is about to drive him down the field. Three and out, three and out. And then they obviously go down the field, kick that field goal, and then Brady kind of just ends it, you know. But I thought I thought the big story was the Tampa Bay defense because that's where I just thought the Bucks would be at a huge, huge disadvantage. I just could not believe the fact that you cannot score on Brady interceptions. This offense, and it felt kind of stagnant at times, but going three and out multiple times. Right. You keep getting chances and you can't score. And then, obviously, uh, on the situation where they kicked a field goal instead of going for the touchdown. And, and Rodgers had that touchdown right in front of him. I think he, he could have ran it. I think he did. He could have ran it in. And even if he didn't get it, he would have been down at the one. And it would have been fourth and goal at the one yard line. So, you know, he had it right in front of him. I don't know why he ran it. He threw it in uh, for an inside dump pass, which was incomplete. It meant nothing. And, you know, then they kicked the field goal. LaFleur, it was just a mind-boggling play. And, and now people are starting to wonder, you know, is Aaron Rodgers going to be a Colt next year? And they're wondering all this stuff. There has to be a problem on that sideline. There, there, there has to be. Because – how do you not go up to a guy like Aaron Rodgers and say, Aaron, this is what we're going to do. We're right. going to kick the field goal. Right. We're not going to let you throw or run the football. Right. What, what, I mean, what are the conversations going on? I, I don't, I don't understand that. I, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's baffling. It, it doesn't correlate with, with that, it, you know, and it, it's just, <laughs> it's unbelievable because you look at a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who he's not as mobile as he used to be, but he can still run around. He can still make plays with his feet when he wants. Yeah. But when you are declining in, by the way, you're late into the fourth quarter here. You're late into the fourth quarter. Okay. It's not the third quarter, not the second, not the first, not the beginning of the fourth, the late part of the fourth quarter. You cannot be kicking field goals. You just can't be. When you're down in a football game, you can't do it unless you're down by, you know, a certain margin. But when you're down the way they were down, you, they, for something to click, they needed something more than a field goal. And I felt like when they took that field goal, the air kind of went out of the ball a little bit for them. Well, you just, it, you know, you just can't give it back to Brady there. I mean, nah. some of the analytical things said, you know, maybe, kicking the field goal, you don't lose very much in terms of win probability and all this other stuff. I just look at it as sometimes, and this was the argument back with the, uh, what was it, the Blake Snell thing in the World Series, where it was like, well, the analytics said we needed to pull him because he didn't want to see the rotation the third time. Okay, well, he had also, he was also dealing, and he was also on a roll, and at some point, the eye test and the gut feeling has to come into play where you're like, the MVP of the league's got the ball. He's got one play to score. Or I could give it back to the greatest quarterback of all time who would just need to get one first down. Like, to me, that's just like, we got, you got to go. And, and the other thing that bothered me was, if, even if you don't get it, you're in the same position as a field goal because eight and five, it's still a one-score game either way. So what, why, are you, yeah. why are you kicking the field goal, giving well, it back to them? And, and if you don't get it, Maybe you get down on the two or the three and 
and they have to go 97 yards and they're backed up and all they can do is run. Like it, you just put yourself in an impossible position. And yes, I think Rogers it, at the very least would have come close to scoring. Um, so whatever, but like at the same time, it's Aaron Rodgers. Like I'm not going to kill the guy. Um, I just thought, I don't know. You got to leave it in his hands though. Yeah. You got to put it in his hands. Yep. That's what it comes down to. You do. I mean, it, you can't take it out of his hands and give it into another historical quarterback's hands. You know what I mean? And, and the thing is, we could talk about the analytics all day. And this has happened in sports. And really, it started with the Oakland days back in the 2000s. And they thought, you know, we'll hire guys like Reed Murray and Jimmy Neutron to come in and configure the numbers and, you know, sort everything out and then blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And we'll do this and we'll do that. And, you know, getting guys like Jimmy New trying to come in and, and break down the analytics and what if we do this on third down and then do this on fourth down, but maybe this, but the, that doesn't matter at the end of the day. Right. It really doesn't. It's what you're seeing. At some point you have to take off uh, the analytical blinders and just look at the situation and, and what you're dealing with. Because at the end of the day, Jimmy Neutron and Reed Murray are not going to help you win the game. It's your gut feeling as a head coach. And, and, and leaving it in the hands of your player, your, your all-time uh, quarterback, who I believe will be in Canton someday. Uh, Rodgers is a magnificent talent. And, and, and to not give him a chance to, to score a touchdown or at least throw a, a pass there. And, and passing on that and, and kicking a field goal is just inexcusable to me. Yeah. Inexcusable. And if, if if there's a crowded Lambo, you know you're getting snowballs in the face. If you're if you're Lafleur, uh, boos are coming. Just a terrible decision by him uh, to to not even uh, let Aaron try to do anything on that on that drive. And you know that's that's why Tampa won. And, and Tampa's defense played really well. Tom Brady did not. No play well and i hate that everybody's like oh brady this brady that brady's so great brady threw three interceptions people what are we doing i mean you have rose colored glasses on this is incredible yeah no he was he was not not great i mean he he started obviously like he makes some throws i mean the 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 one to scotty miller was was a great great throw at the end of the half and that that maybe proved to be the difference there but he, I mean, he was having a full-on meltdown in the third and fourth quarter, and Rodgers just couldn't take advantage. The Packers couldn't take advantage. But I don't want to say, oh, the Packers' offense didn't score without acknowledging that that was because of the greatness of Tampa Bay's defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then, you know, then we take a look at – was there anything else you want to say about the NFC Championship game? Because I, I still don't think Tampa's very good. I, I mean, I think they're good. I, I don't. Okay. I don't know. They're good at the most. Yeah, they're not. They're a very flawed team that I think, and we'll get to this, is probably going to get exposed, but we'll see. Yeah. Speaking of getting exposed, let's talk about the AFC Championship. Yeah. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, they hung in for about a quarter there. And, and I believe, I'm trying to remember. They scored the first touchdown. It was 9-0 and a 1. It was nine, Yeah, it was 9-0. And, you know, all my buddies have bets on this game, and they're like, oh, God, oh, God, I bet I put money on the Chiefs. Oh, God. And I'm like, people, relax. Yeah. It's the first quarter. Do you remember what happened last year? 
uh, at this stadium against the Texans. Yep, it was 24 The Texans went up 24 to nothing. And in three minutes, Kansas City's up, you know, yeah. by three touchdowns. So I'm not worried, okay? They're the Buffalo Bills. They love to choke. Uh, that's what they do. It's Buffalo. It's Josh Allen. Let's just relax. And eventually, Kansas City became Kansas City. And I, I that's what I was kind of hoping with. And that's what I'm going to hope for in this Super Bowl. The Bills, I liked how Allen could run around. He was making some really good plays on his feet. That team tried really hard. I don't think they were bad. I just think when you play Kansas City, it, it's almost reminiscent of just like the 97-96 Bulls. I mean, they're just one of those teams that when you play them, you're like, okay, I just I, there's too much. I mean, you got Kelsey, you got Hill. You have uh, Hardman. There's just so many weapons you have to account for on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, their defense played pretty well, I think, at times. Um, Jones was able to get in there, kind of do some stuff. Um, and I think Kansas City played really well. Yeah. They, they really looked good. Yeah. No, they look great. I mean, everything you said is accurate. That, you know, that that Hill-Kelsey duo is is – probably the most unstoppable of all time. I mean, when you have a tight end who can just go man on man, you can put a corner on me, you can put a backer on me, put a safety on me. It doesn't matter. I'm going to, I'm going to break him down. I'm going to get open. And then you also have probably the fastest, one of the faster humans alive. That's scary. I mean, that is terrifying for an opposing defense and, and couple that with potentially the most talented quarterback of all time. And one of the greatest play callers of all time. I mean, what do you do with that, you know? I just – and there's so many times you see either Hill wide open or Kelsey just wide open. Right. And there's just no one around it. Right. And you're like, how is that even possible? Like, the, how is that – how are they that wide open on a football field? Yeah. It just doesn't compute. And then you realize, oh, my God, they're just that great. They find the open space. And Kelsey, I, I swear – that man is always near the first down marker. He's incredible. He's a 10-yard – whenever Mahomes needs a 10-yard pass, boom, there's Kelsey. Right. Every single time. Right. It, I mean, he's just there. I mean, you know, it's just crazy. I mean, you got Hardman. I don't know if Sammy Watkins uh, – sometimes he's, he's, he does well in that offense. I think Le'Veon Bell will be back. I know Alaire, a lot of people have given Claire a hard time. Uh, this season, I don't think he's living up to his hype, but I think we may have overhyped him a little bit. Yeah, to the point where he couldn't live up to it. But I don't think he's a bad back by any means. Once he starts integrating himself more into that offense and kind of finds his flow, I think he'll be really good. But what it comes down to is the Super Bowl in Tampa, you know, and Tampa Bay is hosting the Super Bowl and they're playing it which that's never happened before where one of the teams actually is playing in their own stadium. That's never happened before. Right. I think the closest we've got was San Francisco played at, I think, didn't they play at Stanford one year? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that? Yeah. That was the Marino Super Bowl. So they played that. That's the closest we've ever gotten. But Kansas city, I believe is favored by three in Super Bowl 55. Against Tampa Bay. 
Yeah. And, 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 you know, they shut down Buffalo really, really well. Um, I know Allen was able to kind of scramble around for some plays, but, you know, really they shut down Diggs. They shut down him pretty well. Um, and, and, you know, Buffalo's offense really could never uh, really get going. Yeah. And, you know, Kansas City did a real, real good job shutting them down. And I think when it comes down to Super Bowl 55, and, you know, the line will probably change. We'll see. Uh, I think Le'Veon Bell will be back. Not if, I don't know if that'll be a huge factor or not. Probably will. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I think Kansas City is going to absolutely put a whooping on Tampa. I, I get that feeling, and I just feel like Tampa and, – and everyone's like, well, Tampa's at home. They're at home. It doesn't matter. There's going to be 7,500 7, healthcare workers who probably don't know anything about football. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. They, they, there's no home field there. I think Kansas City wins this game handily, and I don't even think it's close. Because if Tom Brady turns over the ball like he did against Green Bay – I'm going to tell you this. Kansas City will be scoring on those turnovers. Yep. They will not be punting. Yep. So, Tom cannot throw three interceptions. That just can't happen. No, it can't. Because they will lose. It can't. So. The, the one kind of big advantage, I guess, that, you know, Tampa has in this this matchup, and, and you know, maybe we, we'll talk about it more in depth next next week or whatever, whatever you're playing, I don't know. But the <laughs> – um, the 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 pass rush versus now what's now two backup tackles for Kansas City, so Eric Fisher towards Achilles, Mitchell Schwartz, who's in all both of those guys are all pros at left and right tackle, are both going to be out for this game. So you've got two backup tackles in there protecting Mahomes against Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul, who just absolutely annihilated Green Bay's offensive line. That's a spot where I think Tampa's got some advantage and, and I actually think the Tampa defense is solid um, like I said earlier but yeah I mean I just don't I don't trust Tom sorry I don't trust Tom to make enough plays to outduel Mahomes in this kind of setting and, and I just don't again I made this mistake with Green Bay and they proved me wrong but I just don't see it I, I, don't, I don't know how Tom Brady wins a 1v1 against Mahomes at this stage in his career and you bring up the tackles, and that's a good point. And um, I just don't think it's going to matter because, I mean, the offensive line's there, and it's a good offensive line for Kansas City, but Mahomes is so quick with the release. Right. He's able to scramble around and, and make, like I've said before, Magic Johnson-esque passes. I mean, things we've only seen in, like, uh, I, I don't even know what to describe what he does on the football field, but – he, he, he releases so quickly, and, and he does it with such finesse that he's able to scramble around, make a play or two, and that's it. I mean, it's not like – I mean, the offensive line is very important. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think two tackles – I think for about any other team in the league, it would be a problem. But I think for Kansas City, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Yeah, that's fair. I really don't. That's fair. I really don't. And, I, I don't think it will either. You know, you bring up the Tampa defense. Tampa's defense is going to get so tired because Kansas City is going to grind them out and grind them out because I guarantee you Tampa Bay will be turning the football over. If Tom's throwing three interceptions in the NFC Championship game, 
what do you think he's going to do in the Super Bowl? Right, right. I mean, you know, and I think – well, obviously, Kansas City's defense is better than Green Bay's. So, you know, I just think everything is set up for Kansas City for a huge win here. Yeah. I really do. I, I think they just have the uh, – I don't uh, – you know, what do you think has the more talent on the offensive side of the ball? Did Kansas City or Tampa? Because I would say Kansas City. I would say Kansas City. I think, you know, again, the Kelsey factor. I mean, he's just such yeah. a such a weapon, such a mismatch, nightmare for opposing defenses. Um, and, and then Hill having his elite, you know, game-breaking speed. I, I like Tampa's offense a lot, but, man, I mean, that combo is lethal. Hardman's a, a speed demon. Watkins is going to be back. Bell and Allaire is a decent combo. And then, of course, Mahomes, you know, I mean. It's just. It's sick. You know, they won, you, they won last year, you know, and now they're coming back. And I think everybody is jumping on Tampa, I feel like. Everybody's jumping on Tampa because it's in Tampa Bay. The Super Bowl's in Tampa Bay. It's like, has anybody seen this Chiefs team? I think this Chiefs team is the best team in the league. And I think this Tampa team, let's look at their playoff resume here. Yep. Barely beat Washington, okay? Washington took them to the wire. They only beat Washington by, like, a touchdown, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They made Heineke look like a pro bowler. Then they beat the corpse of Drew Brees and and the Saints, which that team was going to lose anyway. So, you know, and then they played Green Bay at Lambeau. And being up by 28 points almost choked the lead away. And we're lucky enough because they have a good defense that Green Bay wasn't able to score on all those turnovers. Right. That's how they got to the Super Bowl. And by the way, that Green Bay-Tampa Bay game, just real quick, that definitely was not a pass interference on that last drive for Tampa. Right. I, I In my opinion. Now – you, I texted you. I said, there's no way. That's a horrible call. And you said, he did tug his jersey. And I'm like, but the ball wasn't catchable. See, that was the so issue. Real, that was the issue. So, I think that was a horrible call. Um, that would have been, I think, maybe give Green Bay another chance to win. But, you know, everybody wants Tom and Tampa to win this thing. I think Kansas City is going to just absolutely roast them. I really, I think it's like a twenty-eight point ball game. I really do. I, I just think, like you said, Tampa Bay is just going to get exposed. Yeah. yeah, I really do. And as Jack Tallison would like to say, the F word, fraud. Mm. I think Tampa Bay are a bunch of frauds, and I cannot wait for Super Bowl Sunday for them to just lay the smackdown. And I've got a Tampa Bay friend who's out there. I don't know if he's listening or not, but if he is, he knows who he is. They beat Kansas City beat him by three last time Thanksgiving weekend. They have played right. each other. And the game was in Tampa. And Romo was like, oh, hey, Jim, you think we can see this in the Super Bowl, Jim? Oh, what do you think? And, you know, people are thinking about that now. Like, oh, Romo can predict the future now. Because he's right. like Nostradamus. The thing is, I don't think – I think Tampa has been playing really well against good competition, but playing lower. I I think they play 
I don't. I, they play lower to lower competition. I I just don't think they're ready for another meeting with Mahomes and the Chiefs because they barely made it look like a game last time. I just I I think this is a completely different Chiefs team than yeah. three months ago when they played in after Thanksgiving. It's a completely different team. And, and last week it really looked like they it just did. turned it on. Like from divisional to championship week, it went another level. And this Kansas City team just looks off to the races. I mean, they just look, it's like a boat race. I think it'll be a boat race. I think they will boat race. They look very good. They're clicking on all cylinders. And and I'm with you. I think it's, yeah, I'd be pretty surprised if they kept it within a touchdown. I'll be honest. I, I just the, the Mahomes factor, like you said, Kelsey and Hill. I mean, it's just it, it kind of is the same problem with Tampa. Like, there's so many weapons. How are you going to guard them? But all the weapons for them yeah. are kind of older, except like yeah. Godwin and Evans. Like Antonio Brown is sort of kind of older. Gronk is basically at this point like only if you really really need him. They're they're, they're relying on Scotty Miller, like. Who's Scotty Miller? I mean, is he a bartender? Right, right. I mean, who's have you heard of Scotty Miller before the season? Either. I have. No. Have you? I, I, I mean, this guy was you know putting air in your tires, and now he's catching balls from all, all the goat. Ooh, the goat. Whatever. It's it, unbelievable. This you know this team went eleven and five in the regular season. Uh, I don't think they deserve that record. They got beat by the Saints twice. And got killed by the Saints twice, and somehow yeah. beat them in the playoffs. It, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. But I'll tell you what, I can't wait for Tampa to get exposed. All their fans are so excited because they got Tampa, they got Tom, and they think they automatically are going to win the Super Bowl. I can't wait for Mahomes to. And the thing is. Real funny because usually, like by now, I hate teams like this, like New England when they start a dynasty. Like I hate them. Um, you know, Kentucky basketball. Like I hate these teams. Like Alabama football, Clemson football. But the thing with Kansas City, I don't think I'm ever going to hate them, and here's why: Mahomes is just yep. so likable. You know, it's like a little kid yep. playing football out there. It's like, hey, I like putting ketchup on my steak. Hey, I like to run around and I like to make goofy passes and I like to make little shuffle passes to Travis Kelsey. It's like it's like watching kids playing football at recess. And it's like Mahomes is just like a little kid out there. And it it's is so fun. Yep. It's 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 just so enjoyable. And I just can't hate the Chiefs. I can't do it. Even when they beat my team, I there's just something about it. It's just like this is what football is all about, man. Just like the best talent on the field, and you have a guy leading them that just loves mm-hmm. the game, and he just loves going out there and playing like a kid. It's I can't wait because usually by now I'd be like, oh, I hate the Chiefs; they're going to another Super Bowl. Like, but I just—it's impossible to hate Mahomes. It is. Yeah. It just is. I I've can't hate a- him. I can, you know, I can hate New England because of Belichick. I can hate him because of that because he's a, 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 you know. A dick, but I just can't hate Mahomes and Andy. No, nah, they're too likable to me. I have a buddy who doesn't like Mahomes, and it's always kind of been weird to me because I just 
I, I, yeah, I don't understand it. It's like he puts ketchup on his steak. He's like a little kid. Like, you know, it's like a walrus and a penguin. Yeah. Together. It's like Mahomes is the penguin and Andy reads the walrus. And it's like, if you see that in a zoo, you just laugh and you giggle and you're like, oh my God, that's hilarious. That's awesome. And, and it's the same thing in the NFL. But like with the Patriots, it's like I hate him because of Belichick and Kraft. And they're just like, you know, Palpatine and you know Sith Lords and stuff. With Kansas City, they do it the right way. They do it the fun way. It's just, it, it's a yeah, blast it to is. watch this team. It it's is. So it's a great fun. team to watch. And uh, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. I'm looking forward to the, the in my mind, what I think is going to happen, which is that I think the, the Chiefs will kind of, you know the you know when you get two in a row you get to start to talk about dynasty talk and and I think they'll kind of cement that yeah. and look as long as they have Mahomes and Andy Reid that combo with these skill positions I mean you, they just got to be the favorites I'm sorry they... not not one not two not three not four not five <laughs> not six not seven um, but you know uh, I want to have you yeah. back on next week. As always, and I think we're gonna do a, an official Super okay. Bowl pick next week. Uh, official, we'll go over the line again, see if the line changed from this week because Kansas City by three was the line this week. See if it changes next week. We'll do an official Super Bowl week. Preview. Yeah, we can do some prop bets. Yeah, we'll do the we'll uh, definitely do some prop bets. We'll do the pick at the beginning of the show, and then we'll we'll go down do some prop bets. Uh, do a couple of them and and then do some other headlines and stuff for the Super Bowl week. And uh, yeah, last year it was in Miami. This year it's in Tampa. That's kind of weird. I don't think we've ever had back to back Florida no, Super Bowl. I don't think we have. have. That's weird. That's a very weird, uh, weird thing I just thought of. But Aiden, uh, sorry, man, you sound tired. I We got to start having a yawn <laughs> counter on this podcast for you. Because you yawn a lot, and that's fine. I, I get it. it. I admit I, it, you man. Know, the, it's fine. It's no, I completely get it. I know you're not bored of me when Never. I talk. I just know that you're. I just assume that you're <laughs> that you're tired. <laughs> so we thank you for carving time out of your schedule. Go check you out on the Hoosier Experience. Uh, you guys just beat Iowa, yeah, the other day. You you're putting together a little resume for that. Maybe tournament. so. Maybe so. Uh, in Indianapolis, so Brandon, you know, Brandon God in part on two that. this Friday. Check it out. Oh my God! Oh my God! Please, yeah. If he ever wants to come on here, I will. Uh, I'm telling you, man. I'll drive up to Antarctica if I can do a press conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think he's, I'm telling you, I, I, I do anything for him. And by the way, no, yeah. go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? Uh, we need we need Tony Romo to do. Uh, not only golf for CBS, but we need him to do. Oh March yeah, Madness. that's a good idea. Because because here's the thing: like, if Charles Barkley can do March Madness and he doesn't know what he's talking about, then we can get Tony Romo in there. Because like, Charles kind of knows what he's talking about because he played basketball, but like, he doesn't really know what right. he's talking about. Right. But Tony would at least like make it interesting. Be like, oh, you know, just be like a part of a three-man booth or something. It'd be funny. But uh, I'm glad Romo and Nance are doing this Super Bowl, though. I'm glad we're getting this because yeah, it should be pretty fun. Romo and Nance are very good, good and, and I'm excited for it. They're, they're so good with, with the quarterbacks. Romo is. Uh, I, I just love hearing him break down, you know, Mahomes or Brady. And, and we've got – I'm sure we'll hear plenty about that storyline, the passing oh, of the yeah. torch. So. Well, 
Yikes. Because we haven't heard enough two years ago with the right, NBA right. championship. But, uh, all right, man. Wait, I'll let you go. I'll talk all right, to dude. You next appreciate week, it. Man. Absolutely. See you.